Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Yes, this is the Blue Day podcast, and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. I am your host, the creator, Keith Lawrence, and on this week's show, we are going to dissect what the fuck's gone on with Chelsea Football Club this summer. Pre-season matches, not many transfers going on, and is the Todd Bowley era cracking as it seems? Joining me again this season is former Chelsea FC defender and a man who would tell Barcelona where to go exactly. It's Steve Wick. Steve, welcome back this season. How are we? Yeah, I'm all right, Keith. I'm a little bit uh, concerned about what's happening at our club. But, um, yeah. Yeah, hold on a minute, Keith. I've got to charge up my battery. Yeah. I'm... Story of my life. Um, yeah, I'm very concerned about what's happening and about how we're being left behind. Basically, as any Chelsea fan will know, we we've had the most incredible time in the past few years, and it's it's odd to see what's happening. You still there, Keith? I'm still here, and so are the listeners. Hello? We're not used to Chelsea struggling. To sign players and uh, yeah, and Barcelona aren't doing us that many favours, are they? It well, we're going player... to talk about Barcelona <laughs> later because they many Chelsea fans hate them anyway. There seems to be a bit of a, a rivalry between Chelsea and Barcelona, and I think that's heated up this summer, especially. And I think it will be even worse when they, or if not when, if they sign Marcus Alonso and Cesar Aspilicueta, but. We, it was always this time last year, we sort of did a, a preview show to the forthcoming season with Thomas Tuchel in charge. And that was the week before the Premier League season started. We're doing this a little bit early. And the reason why we're doing it early is because I've got what they say that is the pre-season blues. I've looked at the situation with Chelsea and the transfers or the lack of transfers as as it is. And I feel Thomas Tuchel is already a little bit under the pressure, not through Chelsea fans, but not partly through the media, but also his body language tells me he's feeling it a little bit. 
And it, as it sort of seems, we've got an owner that is chasing shadows and he's chasing chickens and can't seem to catch either. He is more than happy to have dinner with the other owners of football clubs and he seems to be having a good time with James Corden, but he can't seem to get this football club back where it should be and that is at the pinnacle of English football and one of the big contenders for the European Cup. We are an absolute shit show at the moment, Steve, in terms of transfers. We had, I'm again, Tuchel has probably had a list and this is the first time in probably nearly 20 years a manager has got a list of players that he wants and the manager's gone, right, I'll do my best. The previous regime, Roman was ruthless and we managed to perhaps overspend on players, but we managed to get the players in. And there was a plan there. There was a there was a foresight in certain players. When we would buy Robin and Czech because they were young stars of the future and we bought Robin from under the noses of Man United. Thanks, Peter Kenyon. And we would also buy in players that had points to prove, like Drogba, and people that uh, were winners, like Ferreira and Cavalio and Essien. Now, it's completely gone the other way. We've got players there that don't want to be there. We've got players there that no, no other team wants because of the high wages, and we're going to talk about them individually in a minute. And we don't attract the top, top players anymore. Is that because of the owner? Is that because of the name Barcelona, as I'm using that as an example? It concerns me, and it concerns me not just because of the pre-season result. I'm not particularly concerned by the result. I, I couldn't care less who we play in pre-season. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. But it's the body language of some of the players. It's the body language of the manager. And when you've got a manager at pre-season, Steve, you've been there, and that's why, that's why I want to get your thoughts on it. When you've got a manager pre-season that says, half this team I don't think is competitive enough, and we are not mentally ready, that concerns me, bearing in mind the season starts in two weeks. Yeah, it concerns me as well. Um... Listen, the manager's had a history. If he doesn't get his own way, he throws his toys out of the pram. Um, and I'm a little bit concerned that if he doesn't get his own way and we don't sign three or four players, he'll walk. And I think that's what concerns me. Um, I don't think Listen, everyone gets frustrated and he's very frustrated. You know, we've got players on huge amounts of money that aren't good enough. Um, and it was proven that last year. We were left wanting. So therefore, we've got to get players out, get players in as quickly as possible and rebuild as quickly as possible. But we've well, I signed think two players. trying to do that, but we just yeah. can't seem to get the players out. People like <laughs> Kepa. People like Ziyech. Yeah, but this guy has bought Chelsea. He has no experience in, in football. He has no experience whatsoever. He's taken over 
director of football. He's taken over all the roles you can do. Chairman, um, you know, he hasn't got a clue about football. Um, and he'd probably even call it soccer. But what I'm saying, we've got to, he's got to, there's huge investment in this football club. But I'll tell you what, Delict was our number one centre-back. Oh. Why don't we go out, break the bank, and get, evidently we've got millions of pounds. Why don't we go out and get it? Go and get the best, like Roman would. But no, it's all about negotiation. Kundi, we have him. He's come to Stamford Bridge. Don't let him go. Sign him. Well, he's gone now. Yeah, he's gone now. But he's we gone had now. Chance. We had the chance. And obviously something wasn't right. And, you know, and Sterling isn't going to be the answer to us finishing above Tottenham. Isn't going to be the, the thing with us finishing above Arsenal, who have bought really well this year. Both clubs, they've gone out, got their targets, business done. We've been left behind. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at that and I'm not thinking, as I did two years, a year ago, can we win the league? I'm thinking about, can we qualify for Europe? Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference between Roman and this guy. You know, R- Roman was ruthless. And he'd look at that squad after the season that we had last year, which was disappointed by our standards. And he'd say, right, bang, 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 bang. We've got five new players. Bang, 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 bang. Five players have gone out the door. That's how Roman works. And that's why we've had success. This guy is, to me, he's almost like on a surfboard and surfing through all the glory of taking over Chelsea Football Club without doing the business. But he's sacked every person and he's taken up their roles. What right has someone that has nothing to do with football whatsoever got to all of a sudden be involved in transfers, be involved in this, be involved in that? Honestly. It's the American way. There's been one success of American owners, and that's been Liverpool. The rest have been absolute disasters. Disasters. And that's what concerns me. What also is concerning, when you talk about being ruthless and you talk about players coming and going, I was very much expecting... A lot of players out and quite a number of players coming in. You had the likes of Conor Gallagher, who seems is going to be in the first team picture this season. You've got the lad Brozier, who was close to joining West Ham. It seems Tuchel really wants him. And it seems he looks like he's going to be staying. Whether or not he'll be the first choice striker, I don't know. But I'm thinking, casting my mind back to 2003, 2004 when we would sell players on, or it might not have been for great money, but we would sell players on, we would allow players to leave because we would get better quality in. I was expecting us to do that this season. We haven't done that. We brought in Sterling, who I'm not his biggest fan. I think he's, he's a decent signing, not someone who I would buy. Man City are probably rubbing their hands together knowing that they've got the price that they got for him. 
And Koulibaly seems a decent defender, but 31 years old. That's really has, he, has he reached his peak? Yeah, I'll tell you what. What age, if you had them together, are our two centre-backs? If you had them together, what age are they? 78? 78? Mm. 68? Mm. 68? If you had them both... Yeah, with all due respect, if you want to win the Champions League and you want to do it, you've got to go out and you've got to get the best. And we... With Sterling is a good signing for 47 million but he's not a good signing in our forward line I partly disagree uh, with that because I, again I'm not Sterling's biggest fan I'm not going to have a foam finger with Sterling on it or anything like that when it comes to the new season but he's better than what we've got in terms of wingers he's better than Ziyech He's better than Pulisic. He's better than hudson Adoy, But is he somebody who's going to be the difference the between one, us bro. winning the league or not? No, he's not. No, no. And don't get the other one. Werner. You know, well, he's I, not a winger. He I, just I, I, he, he just gets down. offside a lot. But we're going to talk about him in a minute because he potentially could be off. So that would be an interesting one as well. But, yeah. but why don't we offer our players in deals? Well, we've tried doing that, and Werner was one of them. We tried to get the right-back um, who's gone to PSG. Yeah. And PSG are not really after a first-choice right-back, because they've got Hakimi. But they were after the lad from RB Leipzig. His name, um, I can't remember, so forgive me. But we tried to sign him at the 11th hour, and that happened. That happened, quite happened a lot this season. And we tried to throw in Werner into it. Werner apparently wants to go. Leipzig said no. So we seem to... But they can't believe their luck. They, they, you know, I just find... I'm just like you and like every Chelsea fan. I see other clubs moving on and we've done nothing. We've done... Yes, we've signed Sterling. Yes, we've signed the centre-back. But are those type of players going to win you the Champions League? That's what we've been used to. That's what our aims have been. Champions League and the, or the Premiership. That was our two aims for the last, I don't know how many years. Now, we're falling behind big time. Big time. And something's got to be done. Because otherwise, we're going to, we're going to be like Man United were last year. Yeah. That, and, and, and that's the reality because the players aren't good enough. Pulisic, not good enough. Werner, not good enough. I mean, we've still got, and again, I'm not, I'm not disparaging their ability and, you know, they've, they've obviously got far more football knowledge than I have, but we've still got players like Barkley on the books. We've got players like Emerson. We've got but players then... like Michi Bashwai. Bashwai, I was a big fan of when we first signed him. I thought he was a fabulous striker. Scored some great goals for us under Conte. He's been on loan for the last three years. He's back in the squad. He's been featured in pre-season. Many Chelsea fans who I've spoken to that saw him, seen him in matches think he's not good enough. Why are we playing him? And that seems to be the question. If Tuchel doesn't rate these players, why is he playing them in pre-season? Could he use some of the youngsters like Harvey Vale? Could he use... 
Lewis Hall, for example, and it's just, I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I'm concerned. I think Tottenham, I at the moment they've got, a, they've certainly, I believe they've got a better manager than us, but I think we've still got a better squad. But time will tell if Tottenham could finish above us. I'd like to interrupt you there because I'm telling you what wins games. Goals. Goals power. So you're telling me that our forward line is better than Tottenham's forward line? No, I said our overall team. I think think our our overall team is better. I didn't say our forward line. Our forward line at the moment is the shit. But but what I'm saying, Keith, is you can have a good back four, you can have a good midfield, but if you're not putting the goals away, you, you, you will never win anything. And we haven't got anyone that's got to double figures in the last is it two or three years. As I said to you, we used to laugh about it. We won the Champions League final when our leading goal scorer had nine goals. We've got no power whatsoever. The difference between Tottenham and us is they've got two players that between them will probably two thirds of the goal scored. Well, I think we'll have to wait and see. You know, we've got Tottenham. I believe it's our actual our first home game is against Tottenham, so that'll be interesting in August. But we we'll talk about players that potentially leaving, and ones that really should leave. Kepa's been linked with a move to Serie A to Napoli. Werner's been linked with going back to Germany. He's been linked with Newcastle, which I thought was kind of funny. Hakim Ziyech has been linked with AC Milan. We've got a lot of players being linked, but obviously nothing concrete. I just have this horrible feeling, and we're going to talk about him in a minute because I think he is still going to be on our radar. I've just got this horrible feeling we're going to end up panic buying on the last day of the transfer window. I think there's going to be about eight to ten players leaving, and we're trying to probably sign four players within minutes of the deadline closing. That's my concern. Now, fellow Chelsea supporters... The Blue Day podcast is now sponsored by Manscaped. They are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and their products are precision-engineered tools to deal with your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. This includes the Lawnmower 4.0, more powerful than the lawnmowers you get in B&M's or Morrison's. It is a fantastic product that doesn't cut, it glides through. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. This one is a winner in the Lawrence household, I can tell you. Plus, we have the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. This changes the way you approach your hygiene routine. You put deodorant under your pits. Why not on your sack? Manscaped even throw in two free gifts in their performance packages. The Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Gentlemen, it's time to take care of yourself ahead of the new football season. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping when you put in the code BDP. That's right, BDP stands for Blue Day Podcast, and you will get 20% off 
and free shipping. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. So, Steve, it does worry me. We're going into the new season. We've got Everton on our first game of the season and they're having a bit of a struggle at the moment. We're talking about, obviously, players coming in. As of recording this today, I don't know whether you've seen it, Steve, but we're linked with two players from the Premier League. One, Wesley Fafana from Leicester City, the centre-back. And the oh, and I groan because this is going to be a terrible sign-in if we do get him, is Wilfred Zaha from Crystal Palace. Mm. I don't know whether or not these are going to be two cool sign-ins. I don't know. At the moment, I don't know anymore. At least, at least with Roman, we knew where we stood with transfers. But, yeah. Steve, what's your take on the, them sort of two players? Do you think they would make a big difference to Chelsea? Um, to me, I, 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 I look. There's one player that I take a gamble on at the moment because I, I, I do think we lack creativity in midfield, uh, and we lack his type of play. I'd like to see Tillerman. If I was going to go for a lesser yeah. player. Mind you, yeah. mind you, he's not a bad player, the, the, the centre-back. He's not a bad player. And sometimes, you know, you, you, your most successful signings are those that come out of left field. Um, uh, and they can become very good players. But they don't... We've been used... This is what, what I'm trying to say with, with Chelsea. We've been used to signing superstars. But having said that, the signings under Frank... And the signings that were brought into the club were probably the worst bunch of signings I think we've ever signed. That's debatable. Uh, I don't think there's one player that has come in and really, you know, the likes of Pulisic, ordinary Premier League player. Zelic, ordinary Premier League player. Werner, very ordinary Premier League player. And even well, Lampard he... did bring in Silva, and he did bring in oh, Havertz. Listen, listen. The the the, the one thing that, that that as I said to you, if I could bottle it and sell it, it'd be his DNA about being a centre back because he is probably the best in the world when he's fit now. Let alone what he was like when he was twenty eight, twenty nine. Mm. Um, without doubt, a great signing. But the signings around him have been poor. And we still haven't got one player in our team that you could look at and he'd be your talisman, a Salah or a mm. centre-forward that will score you 20, 25 goals a year. We haven't got that player. We haven't. And that's the big difference between Liverpool, Man City... And certainly Tottenham now, and us. You know, and when you look at, you know, Marnie's gone now. Would Marnie, with all due respect, sign for Bayern Munich or would he have signed for Chelsea if Chelsea had gone in for him? Jesus. No, I man, think he still would have signed for Bayern. Yeah, he, he probably would have done. I think but he still I'm would have signed for Bayern. You've got someone that will guarantee you 20 goals a season. And what we're doing, we're scouting all over. The, trying to get that player, and we're nowhere near it. Well, and this brings me on to my last bit of transfer talk and transfer discussion. 
there is a player available who does score goals, albeit he is in his 30s. He's a talisman. He's won things. He's a winner. You don't talk about In his time, he was one of the world's best players. Not my words, because I don't rate him. Would you sign Ronaldo? Oh, listen, mate. I I don't think we've got any other option. You know, the the, the Polish boys go on to Barcelona. Lewandowski, yeah. Yeah, uh, Lewandowski. There isn't those players out there that are going to score you those goals. And if you look at him as a one-season signing till you find that player, then in a struggling Man United team, he scored, I don't know how many, got 18 goals last season, didn't he? Or, you I know, believe so, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, and he's dedicated. And he's, he's he is a player. But with him also comes problems. But I don't think we're in a position where beggars can't be choosers. I think we've got a real... You know, I'm looking at the Chelsea team now and I'm thinking, can you... Sterling is not the most confident player in the world, right? If he misses a few chances, he gets worse. Um, So if he starts off slow and he doesn't get the goals that, you know, we need that person or people within our club that are going to pull everyone together and pull it together and be leaders. We need a few leaders. We need an old head up front. We need someone that's going to, you know, and we also need to rearrange our midfield because we don't get the ball forward early enough. Uh, Jorginho, you know, I look at him, I think myself, would I have let him go? I probably would have done. And I'd probably look at people like Tillemans and other players like that who are what I call box-to-box midfield players. Jorginho is not a box-to-box midfield player. He's not. And we need those players. I was just going to say, Steve, there, there's one more player that's been in the mix and he's one who, sort of, since we last spoke on the show, has come up as a potential target and it seems like his club want to get rid of him because allegedly they need the money, although they spending money on, their, on Tom, Dick and Harry. He doesn't want to go to the club he's been long linked with, whether that's yeah. because of the state they're in at the moment. But... Frankie de Jong's name's been mentioned. Now, a lot of Chelsea fans don't want to deal with Barcelona. They don't want nothing to do with them. Listen, business is business. And if de Jong is available, I think he would certainly freshen up our midfield. Yeah, that's what we need. I would take a punt on him. And in (laughs) fact, and this is going to divide opinion, because I know certain Chelsea fans still like him and whatnot, but... I would put on a table 50 million plus Marcus Alonso. Yeah. Listen, I think we've got to start to rebuild our club, right? Everyone fit, Marcus Alonso would not be in our team. No. Right? Yes. Good deal, Keith. I'll make you manager tomorrow. (laughs) And, And Dion is a class player. 
Yes. He's a class player. You, you, he, he makes the midfield tick. He, he's, he's fantastic. And that's the sort of players we've got to be signing. We, we've gambled on too many Pulisic. We gambled on him. We paid a lot of money for him. And the gamble hasn't paid off. You know, um, Zelic, gamble. How can you sign a wide player without any pace whatsoever? You know, um, we've gambled. We've gone a little bit off the off the, 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 the normal. Mind you, we gambled with Drogba and that was a real success. We gambled with a few players in, in Roman time and, and they became great players. Um, but our gambles just haven't paid off. And all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're, let's not forget the great, you know, I wouldn't swap Mason Mount for anyone. Um, the two fullbacks are as good as they get. Um, you know, uh, but then you start to look and the centre-back's great, but unfortunately he's 37, 38, but he's great. And then you look at, we've, we've now signed to the bar, 31 years of age from Napoli. Um, bit of a gamble, but sometimes centre-backs are worth their weight in gold when they get older and they've experienced things and, and they're experienced players. They can lead the team. They can be an example. Um, but I look then, Conor Gallagher, he will go, uh, and I'm just thinking to myself, well, there's a lot of very, very ordinary players around. Havertz, don't give me. I, you know what I think of Havertz. I think Havertz is a, is going to be a superstar. I think he's a great player. Um, but you look at that, and you're looking at five players that you could build your team around, and if you get the right players in, could be very important to the success. But the rest of the players you're looking at, and you're thinking, you know, Dave, Aspilicueta, absolute. Legend of our football club. Legend. But you know what? He's got to go. And you've got to replace him. Well, you've got your two fullbacks anyway. But let him have a... a, a put them in deals with, with Dion. Put, give them both. And pay £45 million. Mm. But get a, a class player in. Get almost a world-class player into your club. Because that's what we need, because we haven't got many of them anymore. Because I do believe our squad is weaker than last season at this oh, moment in time. We're going downhill big time. In terms of strength and depth, we're going downhill big time. Honestly, and you've got to look at the players left. And you've got to say, Reese James, is he a leader of men? Is he a leader? Listen, great right back, but he's young. You know, um, Mason Mount had a bit of a an in and out season last year. Mason Mount, have you surrounded him with players that will help him bring him through this this and and get him playing like he he, he did do? Um, and you're looking, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, no, we haven't. We haven't. We have Silver. He's a leader. Uh, the other guy, Calabari, uh listen, he could be a leader. I'm sure he is. But we need leaders in every department. And we need that. You know, was it worth 
Brian Jesus. Uh, you know, we haven't got a centre forward. Was it worth us going for him? Just so that we've got a figurehead up front that, that, that score you goals. I don't know. I, I just, I just don't think we, we, we. I think everything was just built to buy in the club, and I don't think there was a plan. I don't think there was a plan. Right, we're going to buy the club. Who are our targets? They sacked all the players, that, all the people in the club that knew what they were talking about, um, and all of a sudden you got a baseball guru in charge of our football team, and you sacked. Peter Cech, who's a Chelsea legend, who probably knows his football inside out. So how many football people have we got at Chelsea at the moment that are advising um, the management? I haven't got any, have we? I don't believe there's any on the board, no. It's absolutely bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre that we haven't got people, football people, who are analysing, helping and advising the board of Chelsea Football Club. Because the guy's taken over every job there is. Mm. You know, he's this, he's that. And I'll tell you what, I'm not so sure I liked him when I saw him doing a wolf whistle when Chelsea scored in a game, when he first took over. I'm looking at myself and saying, couldn't see Roman do that, could you? You know, he was like very smooth. Very, very, you know. Uh, I just look, I just, I just don't like this. This, this, I'll tell you what, Tuchel will not ex- not take it, mate. I'll tell you, because the one thing he's got is his reputation is at stake here, and he's not being backed buying the players he wants to buy, because the guy's doing it all. Hmm. And there's going to well, be he top- left Dortmund. He left Dortmund yep. because of the issues with the board. He left PSG, and it was well documented that he had issues with the board at PSG, he had issues with Leonardo. So, you know, it's not been plain sailing at all since I've arrived here. Why do I need this? Well, I, 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 listen, I think it's a little bit like all these, um, all these, what I call, I think there are one, two, three, five, what I call world-class managers in the Premier League. And that's Klopp, Pep, Tuchel, um, Conte. Four. Is that the ones? Yeah, four. And I think they will not take any shit from anyone. Hmm. And they, their reputations are more important and their ego are more, and rightly so, because they worked hard to be where they are. Their egos won't take having an ordinary team where they haven't been back. When did you ever think that Spurs would go out and buy the players they bought, right? With Daniel Levy, it's yeah. called Conte, because Conte went there, he got them to promise, got them to commit, and he's like a dog with a bone. He will not allow them to not do what they said. So therefore, Tottenham have gone out, and I've got to say, because of their you know, I think the, the guy from Brighton is a great signing. You know, and I think I'm, I'm looking at the, and you've got your, your goal power up front and we're being left behind by Tottenham, which to all Chelsea fans 
that to me is the biggest, oh, I hate that mm. thought. But I tell you what, if we were to play first game of the season, Tottenham, I know I think we'd win. Yeah. And that's a sad, sad indictment of, of, of where we are. Before we play Tottenham, we've, we've, we have got Everton to think about. And yeah, I know, but I'm quite we've... happy with Everton. Because I think Everton, uh, God, I've, I feel absolutely Frank has gone into a, well, I don't know what he's gone into. And I, I, uh, but, you know, that's a big club. And it was always a great place to play. And the fans were brilliant at Everton. And I, I've got a special place in my heart for them. Um, and I fear for them. Yeah, I, 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 I fear for them this year. I'm looking, I'm looking at Bournemouth. I don't think, you know, that they. No, Bournemouth are screwed already. Bournemouth are screwed already. Back in the talk. No. Who have they signed that can keep no Bournemouth? One. Really? Absolutely no. <clears throat> so I look at that and I think, well, they. And then I look at, you know, I'm thinking, who, who else? You got to look at Brentford. So many times in the second year, you know, it becomes a disaster. They have a good first year and then the second well, year... Well, I they... think they are going to miss Ericsson badly, Brentford. Oh, yeah. They are going it... to miss Ericsson badly. Yeah. You know, that could have been a little pump for Chelsea. You know, <laughs> he's up the road at Brentford. He loves London. That could have been a little pump. It cost nothing. He was the best player on the pitch when we played Brentford. Yeah. Yeah. Just nothing. But we're not looking at that because this guy in charge of Chelsea Football Club, it's all about his ego. His ego. He wants to do he'd be happier signing Ronaldo because it suits his ego. Shirt sales, media. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, and that's the problem you have with Americans. It's just all about their ego. Um and I just hope that our football club, after being run, they were ruthless. But I'll tell you what, you can't look at the honours board and say they failed, can you? No. But you it's good that we've discussed our pre-season blues. I think it's good the fact that we've let a lot of things off our chest. And let's just hope and pray that... Tuchel works some magic because he certainly needs some support, which I don't think he's getting a hundred percent right from mm. Todd. And I think we could be seeing some issues further down the line. I think this could be a very bleak Christmas for a Chelsea fan. But hey, we're going to be there for the ride, no matter what. But this season, folks, our regular scheduling will be back next week. When me and Steve will preview the first league game of the season against Everton. And we are hopefully going to have a few more surprises in store for you this season. So if you've enjoyed us for the today's episode, give us a subscribe wherever you find your favourite podcast. We are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. Find us at the Blue Day Podcast. We're on Facebook at the Blue Day Podcast. We are working on a potential new Twitter account, potentially. So more on that as it comes. But be sure to keep following us, fellow Chelsea supporters, the Blue Day podcast, where every day is a blue day. I have been Keith Lawrence. He's been Steve. Stay safe and carefree.
Social Podcast Network.